tendencies of reagent being administered. Once you wake up the dead, you've got a real mess on your hands. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I don't know why the voice went right there. <laughs> Welcome to Satanists on Cinema. We're your hosts, Satanist Cameron John and Reverend Campbell. Satanists on Cinema is a film review and commentary series suited to the pandemic-stricken populace. Today, we are giving you our spoiler-filled, although the movie came out in 1985, <laughs> so I don't think it counts as a spoiler-filled review, yeah. but I'm going to say it anyways because that's our copy. <laughs> Review of Reanimator. Uh, this is a film about bringing the dead to life with terrible consequences. Oh, shit. As well as redefining what giving head truly can mean. <laughs> it really does. It kills me every fucking time. What killed, I... <laughs> what killed me was that I had movement in my pantaloons. I was like, wait a second. Am I into this? I mean, it's Barbara Crampton in the 80s, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to talk about the spoiler thing really quick because I don't know how to treat old school films. Like, I did, like, the all caps with asterisks, spoiler in the title of the new films, but old ones? Do we even mention it's spoiler? Should we just say review? No, that's still, it's still pretty funny. Because, I mean, you get instances where, you know, somebody's never seen a movie, even though, you know, one of their... Really close friends is always like, how have you never seen Reanimator, Adam? It's one of the best movies ever made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happens a lot. So I know in the chat room, Zachary, I think you said you didn't see this film yet. So I hope you're okay with spoilers. Everyone else, uh, Doc, how you doing, hon? Uh, Joaquin, sorry you can't stay put here. But thanks for popping in for a second. Zachary, always bye bye. great to see you, man. Um, who else we got? Sparkling Shadows. What up? All right. So this is uh, one of those wonderful little Satanists on Cinema episodes. Again, Reanimator, first time I ever saw it. And I had to do, a um, because my Shudder uh, uh, subscription lapsed. And in order to see it, I had to sign up for a free month of Showtime and then cancel that. So I still have the whole month to watch whatever shit they put out. But <laughs> it's a great show. <laughs> Right? It is a great show, but I think it's partially great because they stole Psycho's music. Okay, alright. So I wanted... I almost fucking text you as soon as I read this earlier today. I am ashamed of myself. I am a fucking cinephile. I... That is... My religion is cinema. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've watched this movie. I mean, just this year alone, this afternoon before, you know, doing this... It was probably the fifth time I've watched it this year. It's fucking April. Wow. I have never put two and two together that Richard Band straight up fucking stole Psycho. Every time it's always like, God, this is so good. And it's so familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. Totally stole it. Yeah. He's not the only one. There's other films that I've caught doing that as well. They mm -hmm. usually only steal that first clip, the da 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 da, -da and then they sort of riff. And to be fair, um, the guy who did, I didn't write it down, uh, whoever did the music in this. Richard Band. Richard Band. He altered it a little bit, but very little. 
Oh yeah, well known. He straight up has been on record as saying, "Yeah, it's Psycho. I, it's fucking Hitchcock. Of course, I loved it. I wanted to keep that same feeling that you got from the original Psycho, yeah. but manipulate it." Yeah, I I like my uh, Lovecraft a little bit creepier music, not suspense, mm. but creepy. So I like synths. I like like Color Out of Space. I thought did it perfectly. Fucking. Like, amazing <laughs> just so we got to yeah. do that one so let's not talk about it yeah okay but um if you want to see like a, a anyway we're gonna move on great show <laughs> great show uh 1985 american horror film uh it's a comedy film mm-hmm. loosely based on the 1922 hp lovecraft serial novelette herbert west reanimator uh, the logline for the show is after an odd new medical student arrives on campus, a dedicated local and his girlfriend become involved in bizarre experiments centering around the reanimation of dead tissue. Has anyone heard of this <laughs> setup before? <laughs> the reanimation of dead tissue? Uh, IMDb gave it 7.2 out of 10 stars. Rotten Tomatoes is giving it 93% certified fresh, which is huge for a B-movie. And 82% audience <coughs> score, uh, which is pretty damn good. This oh, is yeah. a really good film. It's, it's fun. It's entertaining. Again, I think the music sells it more than the acting does. But the visuals are just great. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Lots, it is. Lots of Stu- pain. It, it's Stuart Gordon at his best. A lot like, more penis than I expected. Oh, yeah. There's a whole lot of schwanz in this. <laughs> there's the spoiler for everybody. <laughs> Lots of dicks. So much penis. All right. Well, um, still good. Do you want to give us a rundown, like a sort of breakdown <clears throat> on uh, the film, if you can talk? You can start it. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, people got the kung flu, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, allegedly. Find out in a couple of days. Mm, so, um, starts off with. Herbert West, I almost called him Dr. Herbert West. He's not a doctor in this movie. Uh, hanging out in Switzerland. He's uh, working with a chief researcher of, you know, animation, or not animation of the dead, uh, just death sciences, basically. Um, and when we first come across him, he's standing over his colleague slash mentor who's screaming in pain and flailing and stuff. As he gets up, his eyes decide to explode. And, uh, yeah, that's the end of his start in Switzerland. Such a great way to start a film, too. So funny. Eyes popping out of their hands. And let's just say, uh, the guy's name, Dr. Hans Gruber. Yes. Fucking awesome. Hans Gruber. Well, and... This For you before, Die Hard fans, there are other this Grubers. This Die Hard, though. Because Die Hard was AZ6, wasn't it? I'm not saying they copied or anything. I'm just saying oh. it's it's a, a it, name it was, that those of us action fans fantastic. love as well. But yes, Hans Gruber, Hans the, Gruber. the only way to ring in Christmas Eve. <laughs> so that film. was at the University of Zurich Institute mm-hmm. of Medicine in Switzerland. Uh, then he travels all the way to the Americas to Miskatonic University in New England. Yes, in Arkham. Arkham. <laughs> Great little nod to Lovecraft. So, of course, everything bad that happens in Lovecraft stories almost always happens in or around Arkham. Mm-hmm. Always. I don't know if you guys can hear that. My family is, like, jumping around and stomping like the world is ending. I don't know. Maybe it is. 
<laughs> but yeah, Dog says uh, Die Hard did come after Reanimator, so Die Hard stole it. That's right. There's no possible way. There's two Hans Grubers. No, not at all. Ever. Ever. Period. You heard and it here. So, like, when when the doctor and the nurse or the security guy come in at that opening sequence, they're like, "You killed him! What happened?" <laughs> and fucking, I. We're gonna have uh, fisticuffs here over this, but I really don't like Jeffrey Coombs' acting. I've never liked it um, as Dan Kane. I really don't like him at all. His face bothers the shit out of me. Fucking love him. That being said, so much. His line, "I gave him life," <laughs> so fucking perfect. Just so great, and it sets up, of course, what is to follow. What I didn't like so much was that. It set him up as a student. So when he's going to Miskatonic mm -hmm. University, uh, he's very much like uh, worst lesser magic practitioner ever because Absolutely. he just openly insults the professor he's going to be studying under the first second that he meets him. Oh, no, you just broke a pen. <laughs> nice. And maybe you could get yourself a pen. Yeah, I, I meant to bring in a pencil, but I don't have any at home, apparently. <laughs> You're just really selling the fucking, the, uh, the act of breaking something. Yes. I'm glad you had at least a pen. Otherwise, your penis would have been the uh, only other thing. Uh, it's, I, come on, man. You're giving me too much credit. <laughs> Need some tweezers it's or like something. like breaking a, a phone book in half. It's so thick. Yeah, you can't do yeah that's, that's what I meant. <laughs> Uh, all right, so um, as soon as Jeffrey uh, Herbert West gets to Miskatonic University, he meets the dean, and uh, the dean's daughter plays a huge role in this. Uh, Barbara Crampton is the actress. The character's name is Megan Halsey, uh, and she is dating um, uh, Car... No, she's dating Dan... Wait, what the fuck? Yeah, Dan Kane. Dan Kane. Bruce Abbott. We all know Bruce Abbott. Yes. Anyway, uh, the like next opening scene is Dan and Megan fucking. Like, I think it's a great way to set up the character's yeah relationship. What the first character <coughs> murders his professor, the second two characters, the second and third characters like get down, and it's like all under the fucking radar because he is not supposed to be fucking the dean's daughter. Uh, because he's a student, and I guess that's frowned upon, though I don't understand why. It's like a rule in Arkham. Don't fuck the professor's daughter or the dean's daughter. I mean, it, it's it's all in New England, man. I mean, it's a different, whole different Trust world. Those New Englanders. There. Strange breed. Still, still, still very puritanical. Smell like fish near Arkham. Bunch of fish people. Um, anyway, so uh, <laughs> Herbert needs somewhere to stay, and he just ends up being roomed with Dan. Dan had a cat <laughs> one day and uh, they found the cat was missing and so Megan goes wandering through the apartment to find the cat and finds it in uh, Herbert's little mini fridge. Like just dead okay. sitting there. Now that's not uncommon. Sometimes you gotta refrigerate an animal because it's dead. Okay, so that's a good excuse for animal murderers. <laughs> I don't buy it. Hey, man, I've had to do it before. Like when one of my babies dies in the middle of the night and I can't take him to the vet until the morning. You don't you, bury him? Just bury it? What's that? You don't just bury it? No. <laughs> Try burying anything in my fucking yard. Dude. It's all gravel. <laughs> bury it yes. in your neighbor's yard. <laughs> but I like my neighbors. <laughs> like three in the morning. 
come out with a flashlight. What's going on? You're just like, oh, <laughs> I'm burying my cat. All right. Anyway, he's confronted by the roommate about it. They have a big hullabaloo and threats get passed around. Look, if you <coughs> tell on my dead or your dead cat in my freezer, I'm going to tell the dean that you're fucking his daughter. So, Which hey, how about you work with me on this project? <laughs> and he's like, okay. And so... <laughs> Out of nowhere, you suddenly see uh, Dan coming into the apartment and then hearing this screeching sound as if a cat is dying or coming back to life. Runs down into the basement and <laughs> finds an Ace Ventura-like scene yes. of yes, Herbert indeed. with the cat attacking his back, flailing around, and the cat's just like... Wah, wah, so fucking perfect. It's so ridiculous. Uh, anyway, the, the cat came back with, like, a ferocious bent attacking mm -hmm. him. And then they both just sort of team up, like, uh, Team Venture, in order to murder <laughs> the fucking zombie cat that came back. Ended up murdering it. Uh, Dan tells, I mean, uh, Herbert tells Dan, look, I have this serum that brings things back to life. You've got to help me. Let's partner on this. He's like, that didn't bring him back to life. Yeah. And he's like... <laughs> Are you the stupidest roommate I could have ever chosen? And he's like, okay, let me, let's do it again. And this time, if it comes back, then you know it's real. And fucking stupid Dan's like, derp, derp, derp. and so they inject the cat again, who is already mashed to bits. And mm -hmm. it starts like, rawr, rawr, rawr. cue Megan to come in to the room and yeah, flip the lid. That, that is one thing I'll give her. She always shows up at the worst fucking time mm -hmm. in this movie. Just like the worst timing. And I have to say... For someone who um, is willing to get down with Dan, she uh, she has a, a mild tolera uh, toleration for uh, you know animal torture. Like I figure, like he would just be like a dead cat in bed. Like, so maybe she should be used to something like that. You would imagine. I don't know. Either way, traumatic scene that she just walks into and reacts appropriately, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and so they decide, look, we need to find something bigger. We can test this on. We need to move to human. And, you know, Dan's like, no, that's ridiculous. Why would we ever do that? And so Dan goes to the dean because Dan's a dumbass and mm -hmm. says, hey, um, my roommate Herbert, the guy that you don't like and our professor doesn't like, uh, came up with the way to bring dead things back to life. And the dean did exactly what everyone else would do and say, you're fucking crazy. Get the fuck out of my school. You're not going to be doing these crazy experiments on my watch. And mm -hmm. so in order to save their... Uh, uh, institutional learning opportunity rather than <coughs> saying getting kicked out of school they decide to break into the morgue to find a freshly dead corpse well i mean that's that's the reasonable thing to do yeah. you're kicked out of school so eh, yeah. fuck it let's fuck the school and boy do they so they get yes. into the morgue they go through a few options of corpses and choose the most recent that happens just to be like the strongest man in the fucking world before he died. Not to mention the strength that they witnessed in the cat that's going to return to them after having received the serum. All the Again, while... reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> reasonable. All the while, Megan is with the Dean, who is alerted that someone is in... Or I can't remember how they were alerted that they were in the morgue. Um, he, he went in there just to check to make sure that... They got the memo that uh, Dan and Herbert weren't allowed in the school anymore. Right, right. Um, and so Megan's waiting at the top of the hospital space. The dean goes down into the morgue 
comes across, um, I don't know, Arnold Schwarzenegger on steroids. Mm -hmm. The dead come back to life. Full penis flopping around as he literally busts the door down onto you and squishes you under the door, then pulls you out and starts to fuck you up. So mm -hmm. <laughs> the Dean is just fucked. It's been a bad day for him. Definitely. All the while, uh, Brian and I'm sorry, Herbert and Dan are doing their best to try to like stop this monstrosity from killing the Dean. Uh, Herbert does probably the best, most reasonable thing that anyone could ever do, and that's take a bone saw and go straight from his back through his heart out the front. Makes sense to me. Reasonable. <laughs> I mean, you, you cut through the fucking spine, you cut through the sternum. I, mean, I just thought he would have just done like a little spinal and be done with it. But That's not as exciting, though. No, it's not. It's definitely not. And if there's one thing this film has, it was originally released, uh, it was going to get an X rating because Fuck it yeah. has gratuitous gore. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's fantastic. I love it. But it's just prepare yourself. There's a lot to take in. Well, and that's the, that's the funny thing is the reason why it was getting the X rating was the gore. Had nothing to do with the copious amounts of cock. <laughs> or, I mean, just <coughs> full frontal with everybody. Yeah. I mean, you, you get muffs, you get cocks, yeah. you get tits, you get everything. Yeah. I I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of Full Frontal. Almost in every case. But when there's like... You should like, totally watch The Greasy Strangler then, Adam. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. When there's like a naked dude, like, attacking oh. you, I don't want that to, like, you know, have any chance of smacking me in the face or something. Then don't watch The Greasy Strangler. Okay, I won't then. <laughs> Good. Um... And okay, so this was the estimated budget of this was nine hundred thousand dollars, which had to be all in special effects alone. Mm -hmm. But it was just great, pretty much. Um, anyway, so uh, with the dean now dead from their last uh, reanimated, now dead, re dead, deader corpse. I think re-dead works. Herbert does the only thing that could reasonably be done, and realize that I this corpse that we just brought back to life came back frenzied because he was dead too long mm -hmm. we need a fresher human dan is like are you out of your goddamn mind no this is fucking crazy we can't fucking do this and herbert's like yeah fuck it already did it injects yeah. the, the dude he's like help me lift him up this is going to prove our research let's ignore the murdering side of things but so they put him up on the, the table did they murder anybody though i mean they were definitely accessories to murder I'll give it that. I'll give it that. <laughs> it's like Manson. Manson Cold didn't science. murder anyone. Is he a murderer? <laughs> no. Fucking Christ. Let's not go down that, that shit. <laughs> um, so, I would argue that Herbert's a pretty good Manson at this point. I mean, he's like luring people into his cult. He's creating these obscure plans. There's drugs. Okay. I can I see it. I can no, see it. it. It's a stretch. I know it's a stretch. Um, anyway, they uh, bring back the Dean just as Megan again comes down. Daddy, where are you? And Daddy attacks Megan. And then the boys have to like pull Daddy off of Megan. And then the... Um, oh, what came in next? <coughs> Do you remember what came in next? Like who it was uh, that came in after Megan? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, uh, it was Dr. Carl. Dr. Girl. X. He was like, oh, shit, we need to do something about this. Let's take him to my laboratory. Do you want to take it from here? Can you take it? One second. 
<laughs> yeah, let's record when I've got a fucking sinus infection. I was like, I don't give a fuck if you're sick. You're getting on camera, like, God damn it! I'll do it. I'll do it. Get camera ready now. <laughs> All right. So at this point, um, Dr. Carl takes um, her dad. I don't know why the fuck I forgot his name. Anyways, takes him back to his office, which for some fucking reason, some guy that's a neuroscientist has a padded cell or sorry, a padded room in his, you know, adjacent to his office full with a one-sided mirror. Not shady at all. No, not, not weird at all. And it's, it's so funny because I didn't notice this until, you know, my wife pointed it out, but like I've always bought the illusion of everything in this movie. And then she noticed that when he pounds on the window, the entire wall moves. And now I can't not see it every time I watch the fucking movie. Uh, I kind of want to just smack her like he did that fucking wall. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, so he's explaining to uh, uh, Megan, sorry, I wanted to call her Barbara, that you know he wants to do some tests to find out why he's come back, to, or not come back this way, but why he's acting how he is and all this shit. Which we later on, of course, find out as a ruse. He already knew he was fucking dead. Mm -hmm. Just didn't know what had brought him back. And he wanted to open up his mind and see what he could do with him. Yep. So he's trying to convince her to you know, sign over the paperwork, letting him do whatever the hell he wants. And you know, she's very reluctant about it. And then he gets super creepy rapey on her. And that's when she takes off. Yep. Um, and from that point, uh, you know, we go back to the apartment. And uh, Herbert West is in the basement doing like some little micro studies on the uh, the cat cells as well as the reagent formula. And that's when Dr. Hill shows up and decides, hey, I'm going to steal your shit because it's already been set up from the beginning of the I steal people's shit, mm -hmm. which seems like sort of an ongoing narrative for this movie. People steal shit and make shit. Yeah. Um. And then there's a whole huge fight. He ends up getting decapitated. And then, of course, um, Herbert can't just you know, be like, oh, shit, I actually murdered somebody this time. <laughs> Fuck, I should probably stop. He's like, hmm, that's a fresh dead head. I'm going to stick some of this shit in it. And unknowingly unleashes the worst creation with reagent yet. Uh, he reanimates yeah. the head, reanimates the body, and they're two separate entities. It's pretty insane. So not only does this Dr. Carl Hill head have autonomy to order around his own body, mm. but it's then discovered later in the film that he can actually, through uh, his weird forehead lobotomies, control other dead people. Laser What's that? Laser lobotomies. Yeah, Lasers science. on their freaking foreheads. And uh, so he just completely becomes like this weird hive mind mm -hmm. for the reanimated dead bodies. Um, he ends up uh, taking Megan because he's always wanted her. And mm -hmm. so he uses his headless body to then take her to his laboratory. Um, actually, no, it was the morgue, right? Yeah, it was the morgue. Took her back to the morgue, which is weird because if he had a padded room, he should have just taken her there. But there weren't a bunch of dead bodies yeah, there. Yeah, he didn't have his crowd of, of uh, worker bees. So he goes down to the morgue. Uh, and this is where the scene that 
Mr. Happy started coming out to play. He just couldn't help himself. He only had a head, but he still wanted to get a little loving. And so he has her dad throw her on the table, strap her down, rip her clothes off, and then he proceeds in his bloody stump, like, breathes blood. And so, so his dripping, bloody head <coughs> proceeds to, like, kiss her and lick her and, like, licks her nipples and stuff and all over her chest. And then her legs get spread eagle up there and the, uh, the head is, like, brought down to, you know, Mr. Happy Town mm. as if he's going to, you know flick the bean with his rotten tongue but he's interrupted at the last second which i was like oh. just like every time i try oh. fucking poor guy i get it i get it it's my life <laughs> i'm almost there i'm almost there god kid god um yeah so they bust in it's uh herbert and dan i mean it's uh yeah herbert and dan mm -hmm. for some reason the names i've only seen this once so excuse me uh, herbert and dan bust in the room and then just start like going to town trying to uh like create a diversion so that uh herbert is creating a diversion so dan can go rescue megan right mm -hmm. doesn't end up working because brain is now like super intelligent and knows everything and then controls everything and all the zombie mm -hmm. dead corpses come up and attack them and so now you have like a benny hill dead person like round the morgue fight it's just yeah it's pretty crazy good. They should have added the Benny Hill music. It would have been a little bit more exciting, I think. Probably. But there's just like so much sausage. So much, so much sausage. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't too, it was like going, being back in basic training showers again. <laughs> just penis everywhere. Um, so much penis and blood everywhere. Yeah, dog, if you saw this as a kid, <laughs> that might have, uh, might have been a problem. It scarred you for life. Uh, anyway, so uh, eventually what happens is they inject a bunch of extra serum into the body, right? And mm -hmm. that causes the body to, like, break down and die. However, it also lights up. There's, like, a fire that gets lit in the morgue, right? I'm trying to yeah. remember. So well, no, no, no. What it was is... Um... I don't remember if it's ever actually explained what chemical it is. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's a, a couple chemicals that spill and mix together. And create noxious fumes. Right. So anyway, that's spreading out. And then the most Lovecraftian thing that could ever happen happens. The chest of the body busts open and <laughs> tent, like the, the intestines come shooting out, wrap around Herbert came, uh, West, Herbert West, and start pulling him, I guess, into the chest cavity. And in the <laughs> last second before he knows he can't get away from the intestines. Who can get away from intestines? They're, they're intestines. Yeah. Um, he throws his long. book and paperwork over to um, Dan Kane saying, you know, save my research. Basically, rescue yourselves and my research. I'm doomed. <laughs> And so uh, Dan takes Megan racing out to get to the elevator and they get in the elevator and the door is closing and then a dead thing, Mikey, dead things comes busting through there. They're trying to like rip it apart and kill it and stuff. Oh yeah, there's a lot of really cool decapitations and like limb ripping apart. Absolutely. Really great. So much gore. Um, so the, the dead thing, the reanimated corpse is choking Megan out. Dan can't seem to do anything to stop this dude, so he runs off to find a way of cutting this guy's arm off instead of prying the fingers off of her throat because, again, these things are much stronger when they're reanimated with this green ooze. 
I mean, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles know all about it. Exactly. And so uh, Megan's dead. Like, she just fucking straight up dies. <laughs> and so uh, he cuts the arm off, peels the arm off of Megan, and he's like, oh, Megan, oh my gosh. And so what can he do? What options does he have? He takes her up to the doctor. They can't revive her. So he has to use the green news on her. Yeah. So here, the final scene, he injects Megan. She opens up her eyes, comes to life, and credits roll. And we hear her scream. Setting us up for Bride of the Reanimator, I presume. Yep. Which she did not want to do. Oh, really? Yeah, but that's for another time. Okay, well, we're going to have to talk about that film, too, when I, after I see it. Um, I really enjoyed this film. It was gory. The music was great. The I, I forgave Jeffrey Combs' face for the rest of the film. And like, I, Did you ever see the film Faust? Uh, yeah, it's like my of course. favorite comic book series, and his stupid face just ruined it for me. I just fucking I hate this guy's face. I don't know why. It's so intense. But he, he's done a lot of great stuff, so I can't shit on him. It's mm. just you know it bugs me. Anyway, um, the, he did you know as as well as anyone can do in this type of a film. As far as Lovecraft stories go. I think it's great. It's a little derivative. It's a lot of derivative. Yeah, it's straight up Frankenstein. Yeah. But um, do you think that when uh, Lovecraft was writing this, he was trying to do a sci-fi Frankenstein? Or he was just like, fuck it, I'm going to do my version of Mary Shelley's work? I'm pretty sure it's just, fuck it, I'm going to do my own version of this shit. Yeah. I mean, what I love about Lovecraft is the Cthulhu mythos aspect mm -hmm. of it. Sort of the ancient wise beings out of space and time. Like that's, that's where my heart and soul goes to with Lovecraft stuff like this, which is very, um, uh, it's very private and personal and intimate story wise. Uh, I'm not as into, I mean, if, if it's between this and like 1930s Frankenstein, I'll choose 1930s Frankenstein every single time. Oh, of course. Even though yeah. I did enjoy this film. Um, so I don't know, as far as like Lovecraft films go, not, not like these, Stuart Gordon directed it. It was produced by Brian Usna. Usna? I don't know, Brian Usna. Um, as far as Lovecraft stories go, how does this rank in, in your favorite scale? See, that's hard. Like, I know it's definitely my top five, but I, I don't know. Hmm. I'd probably have to say round three. Yeah. Three or four. Something like that. Uh, one thing I find that's very difficult for filmmakers to do is to visually interpret Lovecraft. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the only person outside of Out of Color and Space that has done it amazingly is, ironically, not a Lovecraft story in The Mouth of Madness. I was just going to say that. <laughs> like, that is the best Lovecraft film ever made mm -hmm. that had nothing to do with Lovecraft. So good. Yeah. Yeah, that's see after after seeing <clears throat> Color Out of Space, that definitely took the number one spot. Mm -hmm. Before then, it was definitely um, the Mouth of Madness. Yeah. Like that's just that's a good one, especially if you guys are quarantined as you should be, and you're going insane. Totally watch Mouth of Madness. Be. It is great. Yeah, and it, it's you know it's just a reiteration of what we're already experiencing. So mm -hmm. <laughs> we exactly. should do that film too because that's a really good film. And that's, that was me at the end of the movie. Every time I see it, handful of fucking popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
so good. So good. Oh, man. So great. Um, yeah, so uh, as far as this film, what would you give it? Oh, wait, wait, before we rate, is there anything else you wanted to touch on about it? Um, Highlight. I mean, the cat scene, definitely my favorite. Mm -hmm. Just um, cat on start the back to finish. Scene? What's that? Cat on the back scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, just whole scene is perfect, especially the end. Where's like, look out! Ah, gotcha! Like, that's just fucking grand. <laughs> so, yeah. It's set up as a comedy film, mm -hmm. but it felt more like a straight B horror <coughs> to me. Like, we saw the comedy because yeah. of just the, the framing of the film. Because, mm -hmm. you know, usually when we look at a an old sort of kooky horror film, we laugh because it's just one of the reactions you give. Um, I didn't think this set itself up as a straight comedy horror. Like thinking of it in that terms really no, changed the entire not. film for me. It, and it, it was just, it, it was typical, um, Gordon dry wit. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. it's there. It's funny. If you laugh, you get it. If you don't laugh, you know, whatever. It's not like you're missing anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think my favorite has got to be the head fellatio scene. Mm -hmm. That was so goddamn awesome. Like I didn't know I needed that in my life. And now I need more. You're of welcome. It. You're welcome. I'm going to do a whole video series next on my YouTube channel of near miss fellatios with my head. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Oh, that's good. Uh, worst part about this for you. <clears throat> worst part. Honestly, and I have a hard time saying this, but Barbara Crampton's character. Like, oh, wow. I, I love her as an actress, but just, just fucking annoying. She's always there at the wrong goddamn time and starts crying. Yeah. Always goes to the crying. It's like, just, yeah. come on. Your dad's a fucking dean. You gotta have some thick skin. Relax, kid. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give her props for being willing to do those scenes. Because <laughs> there's, that, that head scene was weird. Like, that was weird. That's fucking great. To yeah. do that scene, I mean, props to you. You go, Barbara. <laughs> my, I mean, I've already said it already, but my least favorite is uh, Jeffrey Coombs' face. <laughs> Worst part. Um, I would absolutely watch this again because I think it was really, really good, and I <laughs> truly enjoyed it. It's better than Faust. <laughs> that it was a train wreck of a fucking <laughs> film. Um, so, That's yeah. why I've never bothered to get the DVD or Blu-ray yeah. version. Yeah. I've got it on VHS. That's good enough. Mm -hmm. I had, I did too. I ended up throwing it away. <laughs> <coughs> so much I liked it. Um, I it, this has me ready to watch Pride of Reanimator. Like I'm down. I cannot wait to to turn that thing on, and and check it out. But I wanted to sort of process all of this before I did that. Um, so I would highly recommend all of you go out. Watch this film. It's on Shutter. It's streaming on Showtime. Uh, it's very cheap to rent if you want to rent it from YouTube. I think it's like two bucks. Um, and it's just available, you know, pretty much every, that's not true, every paid rental streaming service, you can probably get it or just pick it up to buy. It's, yeah, uh, personally, that's what I'd recommend. Like, if you get the Arrow release, um, Arrow's a UK company that does a lot of restorations of um, a lot of indie horror shit and all that stuff. Um, their release of this was amazing. Uh, it's 
that only comes with the original unrated cut, which is the one that we reviewed. But it also has the integral cuts, which is a 4K restoration of mm. everything that basically made it so that it was it, it was going to be an X, mm. and then the unrated is technically an R. Um, so it's 20 minutes worth of all this shit that made it an X-rated movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's it, honestly, it's worth the 30 bucks for that. And it comes with a comic book. Dude, I want to see that after uh, after it's fucking all good. And the it world just, is back to normal. You don't really feel like there's that much of a difference, mm-hmm. but there's there's a difference. Yeah, a yeah. lot more, a lot more gore. Yeah. All right, I'm I'm down. You sold me. How many yeah, banana so, stickers are you gonna give this thing? I will give this at three point five. I love it. I do. Yeah. But I know it's not the best movie in the world. Yeah. It is genuinely better than I thought it would be. Um, I, yeah, I was a little worried. Yeah, <laughs> oh, really? I, yeah, I didn't know you're gonna think of this. I, I'm gonna give it a three out of four. But again, I like you give me the worst film ever made ever, and you know, like a zero, and you mm-hmm. put in a headless fellatio scene. I'm gonna give it a one. So it's that's an automatic bump. That's a sticker bump for sure. So I probably would have given it a two. You had me at the headless fellatio. It's now a three, and we're going to leave it at that. Hell yeah. Anything else you wanted to cover? I think that's about it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for tuning in live. We hope you enjoyed it. This is what Satanist on Cinema is. We just take films we love, new or old, spoiler review them for you, or provide commentary over them. And uh, we were planning to do some commentary on some other films, but, you know, pandemic. So we're going to do what we can to try to remedy that. Hey, would you ever want to uh, do that Netflix chat with um, killer clowns from outer space? Netflix chat? You know yeah, so there's an extension plugin that you can um, add to your Chrome browser that allows mm. you to chat and sync up any Netflix film. No. Oh. So if you Wait, have Netflix. Killer clowns on Netflix? Yeah. Fucking A. Yeah, I'm definitely down. That's you one of my all-time favorite movies. And it's just so. typing chat, so you know we could do that. Do you want to try that Friday night? The fuck yeah. yeah. Let's see if we can set up a time and uh, watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space on Netflix chat yeah. through the Chrome browser. You guys are going to have to install the extension if you want to watch it with us. And I'll put out some more information about that once we have it uh, nailed down. Thank you all again for joining us live and for watching this after the fact. If you like these series, you can, of course, subscribe to the series itself. Just go to my website, reverendcampbell.com. Look for the series Satanists on, uh, on Cinema, and there's an RSS feed for that if you just want this show series. Or you can subscribe to the main series of all of my podcasts and just go to wherever you get podcasts and search Reverend Campbell. Like the video, share it, subscribe to the YouTube channel, sign up to the email list to find out what we're going to be doing next and when we're going to be doing it and who we're going to be doing it with, probably without a body and just a head. And... We'll try. Till then, he'll say. Cat's dead. Details later. Just sit here in silence for a little bit <laughs> while everyone listens to me say that. Yes. I'm going to drink some water. I'm going to pretend to drink some tea that I'm out of. I swear to God, I sounded a lot better today. You sound great. Oh, okay. I feel like I'm starting to lose my voice. I mean, it is a little like raspy, but like in a sexy way. Oh.